Hello, friend. My name is Rudy. I used to be gynecologist in Cuba. Now I sell career in America and TDN Arosel. TDN Arosel. What do we have? We have car. We have motorbike. We have the guy that, but somebody stolen. It's not there. I am a Cuban gynecologist and American auto salesman. I want to liberate this Chevy Pala from the car lot. I need to free mice, this four explorer. We are on official inspection station. Do you have bad credit? Start the revolution. People with bad credit driving everywhere. This is our address. Our phone number. Pre-qualify in this And if you need a car, go see Rudy, Cuban gynecologist, American car salesman. Please go to the Research Triangle of High Point, North Kekalaka, where you can start your credit revolution. Freedomize, an SUV of your own. Freedomize, exactly. We have guard dog, but someone stole it. Yes. I love that commercial. I love Rudy. Rudy is a real man, and that is exactly how he speaks. I did a show in High Point one time, and I forced myself to go to that car a lot. That is awesome. And he did get a new dog. What's going on, Jack? All right, guys. Beyond Bushido, and tonight we have on a good friend of ours, a sponsor to the show, our good friend here, Mr. Jeffrey Uhall. He is the owner, proprietor, and uh, king-efficient badass of the Fight House Atlanta. It is the premier boxing and kickboxing school in the Georgia state. Fuck it, the state. I'll just say that. I'm going to go all the way with it. And uh, if you want to learn how to be a badass and you want to learn boxing and if you just want to become a better person, come see our friend Jeff who is joining us tonight. Jeff, thank you so much for joining us tonight, sir. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. The only man who could probably steal the water from Chattanooga better than the Atlanta government. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, Jeff, um, besides all that, also a lot of people might reckon what they don't know is Jeff is actually going to be on this week's House of Gold saga as uh, Captain Killmonger, as uh, Pepperbottom decides he wants to become hard AF for the uh, saga this this saga is called Pepper Bottom Gets Hard AF. Jeff, you did an amazing job on it. What do you think uh, filming for the first time like that? Um, that first, I want to say, <laughs> the second, I want to say that shit was fun. So, like, I've never done anything like that before. I am the worst self-promoter and the worst advertiser of anything. Um, like, my skill set is to be able to dispatch the enemies of my constitution. Like, the people that come across, like anybody who's going to do evil, like I'll destroy them with my bare hands. But uh, so that was a completely new experience for me. But I appreciate the fact that uh, you gave me the opportunity to do it. And I had a lot of fun. So, yeah. Well, to me, this is absolutely some of my favorite stuff I filmed. Uh, thank you so much for being a part of that. And I can't wait to debut it later this week. It mm. debuts a lot of guns. A lot of tobacco, yeah. a lot of alcohol, a lot of knives. So the of, ATF uh, is all over this. And number oh, two, yeah. did you find? Did you finally oh. take Pepperbottom out of his uh, his uh, tanning uh, station? 
that you uh, had locked up. Yeah, I believe that episode was supposed to come out today. I'm not sure, but uh, Recon did save him. That was Friday's episode. Yes, so. yes, because Recon was there, but yet Recon also was doing Recon things. So, yes, I believe that's on YouTube already. But yeah, sorry, uh, the House sorry I catch it up on, on Facebook. Sorry. Yeah, uh, the House of Gold YouTube channel is up and running, folks. Uh, go check it out. You can see more of those videos. But uh, Jeff, you actually have been an a- MMA fan from back in the day. You used to be a big fan of pride fighting, you told me. Absolutely. And uh, the old days, man, back when those guys, every one of those guys was a master at something. My primary complaint with MMA these days, like particularly with UFC, is that, I mean, people go to a, Uf- a UFC gym and they, they box for you know, 10 months. They do Muay Thai for 10 months. So they do jujitsu for 10 months. And now all of a sudden, now they're fighting. That's a very different story from the original, you know, pride days and back in the old days. I mean, these dudes were doing this shit for 10 years, right? And they were learning nothing. Yeah. Stuff, but they'd still be a master. Some of them would be older and they'd show up and they'd be like, oh, you know, I've been a master at this thing for, you know, 15 years. And I've done this other thing for another 10 years. And the just the vicious application of force by somebody who knows what they're doing is it's I mean, you can see you watch Pride for 10 minutes and you compare that to UFC these days and you can see just a huge skill difference. So one of the things oh, absolutely. Like, you'd see Fedor coming in, and Fedor would be using um, exactly. Sambo. You'd see the Gracies of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. You'd see Alistair Overeem, who was a monster kickboxer. Oh, yeah. Just to Valentin, give examples. Valentin Overeem, I think, was one of those rare guys that didn't get a big shot. But I think even he was better than uh, Alistair, even though Alistair has a longer career. I could, agree with, uh, I could absolutely agree with that. The one thing I did love about Pride was they also brought in some of the the – other disciplines like who would have thought these two rugby cat the two rugby cats from New Zealand would actually have to have a decent pride fight or my boy Sakuraba <laughs> I'm telling you Sakuraba, uh, see I, I was I was I was a big you know jujitsu guy so I was always a big Brazilian top team fan so Hakaro Rona and the Frick Nogueras and all those guys and Marilla Bustamante so well coming you. from pro wrestling and uh Carl Gotch background i Absolutely, was back in Sakuraba from the beginning. Yes, um, you were. You can't beat the bright pink shorts. <laughs> those exactly, are orange. Those are orange. We heard we have said that those are orange. Orange. Yeah. orange. Now, now <laughs> Jeff, orange. to give you to give, give you some background, what you have been watching was uh, UWFI, which was Nokahikabu Takata's company. Takata mm-hmm. was actually the gentleman who uh, helped create pride fighting after UWF shut down, mm-hmm. he started pride fighting. Now, right before pride fighting, there was, he had his hand in this promotion right here that you're about to see, which was called pan craze. Right. So what we're pretty much doing is we're still revving up to start getting to the pride fights. But now that we've gone through uh, some of the UWFI stuff, and we've gone through some of the uh, Fujiwara Gumi stuff, which was a lot more pro wrestling. Right. Now we're gonna go into pride fighting, where we're gonna start seeing oh, some of the Pancrase. legends. We're gonna see, Ken, yeah, Pancrase. We're gonna see Ken Shamrock. We're gonna see, uh, we're gonna see Uncle Suzuki. We're gonna get to see uh, Boss Rutten, Frank Shamrock, oh. the NOIs. Oh, be still Guy Metzger. Yes. Guy Metzger. Yes, early days. Guy Metzger. 
Um, so you're going to get to see a lot of guys that you're going to remember from your favorite days of pride fighting. Uh-huh. And so we figured what a better episode to bring you on than to bring you on for this. Now, Jeff, um, before we get that out of the way, do you want to give the address to the fight house or some information how people can find out more info on the fight house? Sure. So fight house Atlanta is in Sandy Springs. Um, it's not a boxing gym. It's a fight house. So when I was in the military, I trained, uh, unarmed combat obviously i trained armed combat too but i trained unarmed combat predominantly uh i did it for 12 years in the army i did it for another six years before <laughs> um so we focus on being able to protect yourself and inculcating um a sense of honor discipline and duty in the people who come and train with us uh just because you know there's a lot of boxing gyms out there but boxing on its own is just one particular skill set that can enhance others uh but i don't believe in training anything uh to such a degree that it limits you so if you want to come show up and learn how to change your life by applying discipline and adhering to a set of principles and enriching yourself as a human uh come see us we're at 195 hildebrand drive Sandy Springs, Georgia, 30328. And uh, we will definitely give you a new set of skills that can enhance your experience in life and make you a better member of society. And uh, what is that website that you have? (laughs) Website? (laughs) Sorry, Air Force guy. My bad. The Air Force guy thinks. Yeah. Yeah. You can find uh, the Fight House on Facebook, on Instagram. Um, it's uh, Facebook. Fight underscore House underscore ATL is our uh, is our Instagram. If you just look up Fight House Atlanta on uh, Facebook, you can see that or see our webpage. Yeah, not a very definitely. good. Hey, I told you I'm not a good self. I mean, if you want to learn how to kill somebody with your bare hands, I'm your dude. But when it comes to like. <laughs> Like computers and shit. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's all we good. We can only do so that's, much that's with that, you know. <laughs> that's what we have. To, that's what James is for, right up there. <laughs> Jesus, James, you need to dye that fucking beard. How did it turn so gray so quick? Uh, this is called 16 years in the military, right here. Okay. No, it, it just turned gray over a week. I want to. I want you to show footage from last week's episode. <laughs> it was not that gray. <laughs> what the fuck happened to you in a week? You have that's no I idea. Remember, I yeah. bet I don't. Fucking I. That's why I stay single. <laughs> no, no, it's not just that. There's all the other things going on. <laughs> but, all right. So, So, James, what do we have in store in this week's episode, episode one of Pan Craze? Well, we're going to start with the UFC Fight Pass, which uh, has a very extensive Pan Craze. Uh Uh-oh, we got the consulate coming out. No, no, no Latin, no Latin mass freaking destruction device there, okay? I was a good boy. Don't hit me. (laughs) Don't hurt, okay. I might I might be white, but I, I had I had Latino babysitters. I got hit hard with the conchla. <laughs> damn it, chancla, chancla. God damn you. Okay, wait, wait. That's what you guys say it, okay. That's what you guys say it. The Boricua version, okay. But 
<laughs> exactly. So, so actually, I don't know the fight card because the UFC doesn't give you the fight card. So they just give you, hey, we're going to do this. <laughs> so this is the road right. to championship one. So we're just going to go in this completely 100% in the blue. We're off we go in the wild blue yonder, as we say in the Air Force. So <laughs> there you go. So like James said, go ahead, fire up your UFC fight pass. We're going to go to Pancrase episode one. Uh, the Pancrase road to championship one, to be exact. Road to championship one. Because you know, we're going to go live with this. And we're going to be starting in three, two, one. You watched half the card. I didn't. Why the fuck is it half lit? I have Dude, no this idea. Fight pass is so not user friendly. What the fuck? It is not. That's the problem. All right. Damn you, Dana. He, he, he's more worried about doing the uh, Mortal Kombat Island right now, okay? Or how John Oliver That's delightly put it as UFC. S-E-A. No, I still say, listen to me, all that is is the fucking Enter the Dragon fucking island, okay? Dana's going to chop his own hand off, and he's going to have all the fucking cool accessories right here. No, no, he's going to make gonna Eddie Bravo him. do that. He's going to make Eddie Bravo do that. He's not going to make himself oh, yeah, do that. probably. Okay, or, or so we have the young boys coming out first. Oh, look at all this piss and vinegar coming out. Oh, yeah, he's ready. He's got his purple trunks. I think he's wearing UWFI trunks. Is he going to represent Takata there? No, he's, he's that's, that's light blue, sir. I hate to break it to you. That is, that is not light blue. That is lavender purple. Uh, I don't know. That's almost as purple as this damn shirt right here. It is not the Macho Man purple there, sir. It is not too sweet to be sour. Purple is definitely your color, Eric. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's, it is a royal very, color. Very hard. <laughs> hey, so- chicks love the Grimace look. Listen, with all of us in quarantine, none of us are in shape. I can get away with the fucking dad bod, so I'm going full Grimace this fucking summer. I'm ready. <laughs> Which is different between... Well, oh, and we have a running young boy, yes. Oh, yes. He's ready. Oh. You know, you know what's coming when you have the running young boy. Oh, someone's about to get bitch smacked hard. Um, yes. Okay, so we need to actually hear who this is. Uh, well, we missed that one. Oh no! This is—is is this Katsunumi? <laughs> oh no! Oh no! I believe it may be. That's an angry young man. That angry. really is. Here we go. I'm looking over the card right now. I'm going to go ahead and say this is Mena, uh, Manabu Yamada versus Katsuyomi Inagaki. Yes. So this is the young boy fight right here. Ooh, there is some good fights on this card, though. Ooh. Ooh. I'm okay. looking at it right now. Hold on. Yeah. That's oh, a damn boy. good card tonight. Yeah. Here we we're, go. Jeff, you're for a treat for tonight. <laughs> so here we go. Young boy already cheering. Oh, 
And oh, here we go for the eighth right line. No, that's knee bar territory right there he's going for. He's trying to fucking go for that knee bar right off the bat. He saw a young boy running, oh. and he said, I'm not dealing with this. Oof. <laughs> oh. Immediately. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. We're already yeah. starting. That's a, that's a hamstring stretch right there. Yeah. Yeah. That good quadricep yeah. there. He's, he's nice and little That is now. absolutely purple, James. The other guy's wearing blue. Okay, never mind. I, I stand corrected. He is rocking the grimace. There look, you okay? go. I will, I will admit. Rocking. That's right. Team Grimace, okay? That's the way it goes. <laughs> and Wayne is in. That's fantastic. Whoop, and we got whew, some good stretching of it going on. Yes. And this poor kid is just going to deal with it for now. I'd. <laughs> this is automatically off the... Oh, Jesus. Look at how that knee's being... Oh, Jesus. That has to be it. Fucking A. How is that not it right there? Jeff, you ever had your knee bent in a knee bar like that where you could actually see your knee coming out the other side of the knee? Uh, One time. So I was in a couple of um, combatives tournaments in the Army, and uh, I never really got uh-huh. knee or nobody really tried to bend my knee backwards real bad, but I did have it. So we were doing what we like our equivalent of gi training in our BDUs. And I had a guy that he was in my guard trying to choke me with a collar choke. And I was like, okay, guy, go ahead. Like go ahead and burn yourself out trying to choke me. And so I would just lift up my hips when I wanted to breathe, and I just let him keep going until his forearms burnt out. And then I rolled him into a lotta, <laughs> and I was like, "I'm going to dig my elbow in your face while you're upside down." Yeah. Well, that's the end of fight one after he bent the guy's knee completely the wrong fucking direction. I believe that he might have a torn muscle or a uh, at least a torn oh. ligament somewhere. Listen to me: the young boy's leg is completely fucked. Purple is celebrating as much as he can. <laughs> he is so happy. Yeah. Meanwhile, this poor kid absolutely his knee has just been totally ripped to shreds. Yeah, yeah he's, he's not like, walking very well. They're not even using the Japanese magic water on his leg right now to try and heal it up. Oh, oh here it comes. Here it comes. Yes. The <laughs> Japanese magic water will not work on that knee bar. No, no. Look at the uh uh, how does he is not geeky pseudo like that? He is definitely not doing that. <laughs> I am a big fan of his uh starting to be mullet. Oh yeah, he's definitely good brothering it hard. He's starting to get there little by little, and now he's gonna check on him. I don't understand the idea of just pouring water on the ligament to make it better. This kid has legitimately his knee is separated from his entire leg right now. Yeah. Well, this guy is putting on a pose down show for the ages for everybody. Oh, he is definitely posing. What a Wouldn't fucking you too? piece of shit. Wouldn't well, you no, he too? can't leave the ring. Okay, maybe yeah. I would. Listen to me. What I do is a different story, okay? But, I have literally yeah. watched you bounce a freaking uh, mouthpiece about into five rows off the mat after freaking liver shotting somebody, okay? Okay, well, he was a member of the Aryan Race Fight Club, so he deserved it. He did. He did. Okay, we will. I will definitely say that he deserved everything he got. But I didn't realize it in the fifth row, but granted. 
<laughs> Sorry, I was paying attention to that after I was like cursing at you the entire damn time. So, what do you expect from me? <laughs> I like you see you see, and this should remind people where MMA is dangerous when you have murderers who know what they're doing. You have exactly. a situation like this where they're trying to figure out how to get the kid out the ring while his knee is completely the knee and leg are disjointed right now. They are yes. not connected. No, no, they have ceased to be. They are, they are no longer. Yeah. They yeah. they are trying to get oh god, they had to fucking They tore his they boot make, off. Yes, they did. <laughs> and up he goes like he can walk. Yeah. Come oh. on, kid. It's the nineties. You can walk it off. This is ninety-four. <laughs> yeah. Nineties MMA is like those nineteen twenties videos when you see a guy get hit by a legitimate car and they go, stand him up, stand him up before he dies. <laughs> it's Buster Keaton going on. <laughs> no risk. Exactly. <laughs> that is exactly what's happening here. Yeah, we're getting and... Buster Keaton level of Hollywood, yes. Oh, <laughs> This guy is too busy celebrating. So now we're on the match two. I hope. I, if, if, is, yes. Uh, hopefully this is Matt Hume versus Scott Bezak, I'm going to say. Bezak. Bezak. Bezak, yeah. Yeah. <coughs> Which will absolutely entertain me to no end. <laughs> hey, don't come Matt, I'm about to eat because I'm starving. So I'm going to be better. You eat. better eat. Eat. Yeah, dude, you know, come I, on. I ate fucking I ate jalapenos wrapped in turkey a, two weeks ago on the show. Last week. You know two weeks ago. It was last week. Uh, no, that was two weeks ago. Last <laughs> week I behaved because I got Oh, I forgot. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, no, no. We had the art the pizza argument, which I still don't understand completely, but we'll 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 do that in another time. Oh, do not mute your mic, Jeff. Don't mute your mic. Just your, oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> He almost got censored. <laughs> we almost had that inappropriate thing, like in the inappropriate Skype meetings where yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to censor that just in case we see something yeah. we're not supposed to see. <laughs> oh, man, man. Look, <laughs> look at this guy. He looks like... <laughs> Scott Besick is ready for war. And where I have no idea. What the fuck is he wearing? He's got his best sports authority wrestling singlet on. Sports authority. No, Ooh. That's a woman's singlet. That is a woman's singlet, sir. That's that is a, a woman's wrestling singlet. Yes. Yes, it is. Oh, poor Scott Besick had no idea what he was in for. He's about to face the man who creates one of the better gyms, one of the first like original MMA gyms in the United States, Matt yeah. Hume. Yes, he absolutely is, and Matt Hume is a legit fucking terrorist. Oh, Matt Hume's was uh, he was a man of a different level, pancreation wrestler. Um, He's the head trainer to uh, Demetrius Rumble Johnson, yes. Viviano Fernandez. He's trained Josh Barnett, Tim Boish, Bob Sapp, Chris Lieben, fucking uh, Sakurai, all yeah. the good ones. James, go ahead and oh, let him know. There he look, is. Look at him. He looks like, oh, God, he looks like uh, Bloodsport, who was the freaking Spanish kickboxer from freaking Bloodsport. Oh, 
look at this guy. And I remember when he was training Maha Sakurai in Pride. And as I lost both guys, by the way, so you know, you're, you're I'm flying uh solo here, we're doing a free fall by solo here. But uh, Matt Hume, when he was training Maha Sakurai, was just an absolute who's who. He was the uh, pretty much what you would call the American Booker for Pride, he would bring everybody that he could, and so he is in his Muay Thai shorts. Looks like he's got Gary Goodrich next to him. <laughs> he is in fighting stripe. And this poor son of a bitch is in trouble. He is in a bad news bears situation. Oh my God. Yeah. Check his stuff because he's about to kill somebody. This is actually the best in shape Matt Hume I've ever seen. So this is going to be an interesting uh, situation. Once he got back, started eating more gooey duck and good sushi and freaking everything that Seattle has to offer. And the men in the women's wrestling singlet with a bad molestache. Um, I don't know if this guy knows what he's doing, but we're about to find out. Because I've never seen this. I haven't seen a lot of Matt Hume actually fight. Mostly I know him from him being a good trainer in Seattle. So... I don't know why they're checking it twice, but hey, you got to do what you do here. Matt Hume is definitely the lighter of these fighters, definitely giving up uh, quite a like four inches of, of uh, reach and also probably 50 pounds of weight, but he does a freaking beautiful uh, outside trip. And uh, freaking side control here. Oh, palm strike right to the forehead, you dumb bitch. Slap something, you dumb fuck. But he's going to keep that headlock there because he's silly. Oh, he's getting a... Oh, oh, he's getting the forearm to the face. He's getting some small joint manipulation here. Working in for an armbar. And into a paintbrush situation and and it's an inverted key lock is what some people call it. And that hurt the guy enough to let him go. Oh, punch in the belly knee right into the gut there. And he's sitting here waiting. Oh, those belly shots are there for days. And poor Scott doesn't like that and rolls over and he's in for the choke. And he's got it deep, folks. I can't see. Oh, yep, he's got it. Hands are tight. And Scott is out. (laughs) Scott is unconscious, folks. (laughs) He is trying to swallow his tongue at the moment. And he is now woken up. (laughs) And he is not good, folks. He gone. Exactly, Wayne. He gone. He is choked out. <laughs> he is now trying to realize what the fuck just happened. And he even said, What happened? And freaking Matt Hume's like, I choked your ass out. Congratulations. Bro. Go take off your woman's freaking wrestling singlet and get out of my face. Legitimately wearing a woman's wrestling singlet. Yes. Look at that oh, high you missed. Cut for cleavage. Yes. <laughs> 
Matt Hume was freaking he looks freaking dangerous here in this. Oh, he was God. a monster back then. He was an absolute monster. I never got to see him fight a lot, so that's my problem. I never got to see him fight, so I only know him as a trainer for like Maha and all those guys coming coming from uh, from the United States. He did States. some Mars fights. He did Pancrase. Um, I think he did early UFC also. Okay. Like he came in like after twelve. He did like two or three fights after UFC twelve. Okay. So who do we have coming up now? Uh, Fuke versus Toon Stelling. Hmm. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, so what are you chomping on today? Because I had a wonderful chicken parmesan from Chick-fil-A. Hunan beef. Ooh, Hunan beef. Yeah, I've been busy all day and I haven't had a chance to eat, so. There's some more hate coming my way pretty soon. <laughs> so that'll be fun. Um, I love the size of these crowds. Uh, oh, yeah. This is UWFI kid. Well, this is in the, this is in the, uh, Hurricane Hall or the Coke Geekon or the Nippon Budokan, however you want to say it, it's all the same place. Budokan's a different place from Kurkin. Is it? I thought it was the same thing. Oh, Budokan's in Tokyo, but it's a small venue. Okay. I love those old Pancras shirts and hoodies. I really want one. Uh, I'm just the the, the, neon, the neon line green and the freaking mullet going on. I mean, we got full 90s going down. That's yellow, James. I'm really uh, trying to get worried about your vision. Um, I, I'm not really paying attention, okay? <laughs> Let's be honest. I'm having to do like five things here at once, okay? Give me give me a thing. I was just having to comment on a Matt Hume fight, okay? Yeah, give me a minute. Hey, you did a good job. <laughs> I assume. <laughs> exactly. You're going to hear this go, that fucking sucked. <laughs> We'll find out. Find out in the podcast brought to you by Rat Salad Review. Please go to Rat Salad Review on iTunes and Android and Stitcher, Spotify, all those places. Please listen to the show and other great shows on Rat Salad Review. Yes. um, Timo Tolki, one of our podcasters, is actually going to be doing a live acoustic set uh, this Friday. He's going to do a live stream of an acoustic set. Go check out Timo Toki on social media to get more information because that should be a lot of fun. He did his test today, and that was fantastic. Really? I didn't get to hear yeah. it. Uh, it, it. It was really quick, but he was testing out everything, make sure it worked. Good. I love Timo. Yes. Great friend of the show and and was a guest host and did his great commentary on the great pride fight He's between Don Fry and Takama. <laughs> he looks like he looks like a uh, a great. Uh, oh, oh, never mind. Yeah, never mind. It's not that. It's boss fucking rooting in the house. Straight for the fucking gusto. 
fuck what you heard. The man is in the building. <laughs> We've got a bad, bad man. We have the we, baddest man in all of Holland. It we is. We have El Wapo. El Wapo Boss Rutten, and he's taking on Kazu Takahashi. Damn, I feel Takahashi for poor, good back then. Yes, he did. I feel for Takahashi because he's about to get fucked oh, up. He's about to, he's about to live in a world of shit. This is a very <laughs> angry Boss Rutten back in the yeah. days when had points to prove at all points at all times. Yes, this is pre. I'm gonna get drunk and be on a broadcast. This is pre. I'm gonna be an actor. This is pre UFC heavyweight champion boss fucking Rutten. This is when he was a killer. I remember the killer. fight. <laughs> I remember this fight now. <laughs> Bad things are happening, folks. Oh, Bad boy. news is coming. Oh boy. <laughs> and I feel for poor Takahashi because he's actually a really good fighter. Oh boy. But he is not he is not ready for heel boss rooting because he his boss has the goatee going. Boss rooting no the goatee grew a boss rooting to prove how oh, sorry. Bad he was, okay. <laughs> oh boy. And Jeff gets to there sit here go. and watch this. Oh no. I thought he was ready. Where did but Jeff he go? Was, he went away. He was not ready. He was not ready for El Wapo. He's trying to use the grappling. No, it's it's boss. Boss. I had to come yeah. back for yeah. You came yeah, back for a... boss. <laughs> yes, you did. Yes, it's coming. Oh, uh, Tagashi goes for a good freaking knee bar into a freaking heel hook, but boss. And here comes the away. slaps. Here Don't comes you Dutch ever kid. do this. Bang it up, bang it up, bang. <laughs> now you see here, he tries to take my leg, but he can't do that to El Wapo. No, he can't. And then he'll say, instead of him taking his knee, I take his <laughs> knee and I rip all of his ligaments out. And right and now, Tagahashi has no ligaments in his left knee whatsoever because they have been officially torn out that is bone on bone (laughs) he just threw a kick on bone on bone oh no oh no here it comes oh you see how boss does not move all that much he will step yeah at that point (laughs) in time (laughs) (laughs) takahashi just realized his knee is now in like a million places He just realized. You try to kick Boss Rutten with your bad knee. <laughs> a knee that he just ripped all the ligaments out from a hill hook. And, and that's it. And now the dance and now the jumping splits take pace to celebrate. Yes, exactly. As you decided to fight El Wapo. El Wapo. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you don't fuck around with knee bars, kids. Don't ever play with them. Learn how to do them right or else that's going to be your buddy. Yes, heel hooks are bad, and he's not saying like, "Well, what'd you get him with?" Ah, I got to be the heel hook. Yes, you'll see. What he did was he tried to go for my knee, so I went for his knee, and I won. <laughs> oh, yes. How do you start- try and kick with the knee that has been ripped to shits? You were a I- dummy. <laughs> That's what he got up, oh, and he's trying to fire him up, and. <laughs> Oh, oh no. 
I love Boss Rutten. What? Watch him. This brings me such joy. Yes. Oh, look at all the young boys there. Look at all those angry young men that turn into angrier old men who are still beating people up to this day. Are we going to get a Boss Rutten promo? Oh, what, what, are we going to get a Boss Rutten promo? I just uh, saw no. him run by the timekeeper. He did. Oh, no, now he's back. No, he's doing, he's doing the good guy. Good guy, boss. Hey, I'm so sorry I ripped your knee out. <laughs> and then I made you kick me with the same knee, but, you know, it was either that or I go ding a da ding a da dang And then, you know, <laughs> boom, and I cut your throat. Bom, and now bom. you're dead. <laughs> and now the fight is over because you're dead. <laughs> oh, don't do that to El Wapo. El Wapo. <laughs> You see, when you're in a bunch of fights, you can't be doing stuff like this. This is two fights in a row where somebody got their knee ripped to shreds and they don't know how to get them out of the ring. <laughs> I love this organization so much. Come on, get up. Get, get up. up. I can't get up. My knee is ripped to shreds. Get up. <laughs> how how angry is Minoru Suzuki in the back just waiting for these? These be like, you better get the fuck back here. If you're not walking back here, I'm going to stretch the unholy hell when you get better. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm going to rip the other knee just for, for giggles. <laughs> How far is that away from the truth there, EA? Not far at all. <laughs> the real question is, where's the rest of the Japanese magic water to help heal it? There is no magic water for that El Wapo. It's impervious to that. He might have actually, he might have like broken the fibula there too. Yeah. Yeah. There's a high possibility that that, that fibula is left just floating around. We already used the magic. <laughs> we used <laughs> the magic water this. already. Get the sports tape. Come on, stand him up. <laughs> the 90s med- sports medicine and MMA rules. Oh. Japanese medical medical. We're out of the miracle water. Get the sports tape. Tape them up. <laughs> Even the referee has to tape his freaking ankle in place. <laughs> I love this. The doctor is completely useless at this moment. They freaking, <laughs> that, that's the heel of fucking. <laughs> Jeff, oh. what do you think of this man's rap job to help the kid walk again? <laughs> yeah, him waving his dick is actually more beneficial than that fucking tape job. I really think that's the truth. <laughs> we are awful human beings. We are laughing at some dude who requires multiple knee surgeries to walk again, and yet we're laughing. Oh, there we go. Now he's finally taping the knee where all the damage really is. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Tape the ankle because a heel hook hurts the ankle. Not the knee. Not the knee. The ankle. Oh, oh they're getting the gurney out for him. Folks. Japanese gurney. He's going to fall off that son of a bitch. I already see it. <laughs> well, it's the, coming. How, how, is something, how, how is the Japanese table something so sturdy? in the world and yet, yet they, they make something so flimsy 
Yeah, and and the stretcher is the most flimsy thing humanly possible. And it's the old school style stretchers where they carry you with handles. Yes, there were wheeled stretchers by this point for a long time. Ooh, that 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 that's actually a smart idea. Putting the towel there so the the knee doesn't bend anymore, so it doesn't create more damage no, from that's the heel hook. That is ice. Just... What is this tape job? This is the worst <laughs> medical assistance I've ever seen in my life. That's the referee, sir. Is the referee? I mean, what the fuck is that helping? <laughs> Jeff, have you ever seen this before? Jeff, unmute your mic. We don't I have seen this match, but I've seen people get carted off in the stupidest ways ever. I knocked some dude out at Blazers in Columbus, Georgia. We had some uh-huh. stupid match there, and I I just banged this kid up. He spit his mouth guard out. And his jaw was like sideways, like when he was laying down on the ground because he turned his head sideways. Something looked very wrong with his face. But nobody bothered doing anything about it. So instead of like putting like, I don't know, mouth guard back in his mouth and taping his jaw so it wouldn't move because it kind of looked like it was unhinged, they just moved his head around making sure his neck wasn't broken and his crooked jaw was rolling around back and forth in his face. It was the most disgusting thing ever. And if I wasn't so busy celebrating that I dropped this dude, I probably would have been grossed out, but I'm an asshole. So <laughs> no, no. We were just laughing at where him in his knee just ripped apart. Um, but in all your years of, of combat sports, where does that helping of the injury rank as far as from a scale to one to ten of no, this like being a, very helpful? It's like a two. It's not the worst I've ever seen. Because I've seen some horrible ones. Um but uh, that's not going to do any good for Was them. it in front of that many people? About fucking 14,000 no. people? <laughs> no, it was no. in Columbus, Georgia. I mean, you could expect worse from Columbus, this Georgia. Tokyo, Japan. Yeah. On pay-per-view. <laughs> 13,000 people live. That's fine. Or Columbus, Georgia. Ugh. <laughs> 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 uh. That was amazing. That was such bad job. Although Wayne did have a good point there, my boss Wayne, about boss ripping his nerves into about a million pieces. That probably did help his situation just a little bit. Yes. <laughs> and who's coming out now? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Is this going to be the Fouquet fight finally? Yes. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Poor Tune. Oh. Tune Selling. What a fucking terrible name. Hey, you that know what? That's probably. That has to be a fake name. He has to have something like freaking some Canadian name that we just don't want to say. Dushan Mandic. It's a French Canadian name. Oh, is he from Laval? Is it? Yes. <laughs> Dushan Mandic. That's his name. Sean Mandic. He's a douchebag from Nevada. Go ahead, Jeff. You guys know who Frank Dukes is? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So he did a book signing tour, and I met him in Preston, Connecticut, when he came to some stupid mall out there. I met him and Don Wells from Gilligan's Island on the same day because they both released books at the same time. Uh huh. And you know, in that movie Bloodsport, they talk about how awesome Frank Dukes is and whatever. But when you see that guy, he's huge, right? Like this yes. dude is 
And yeah. his fist is like the size of my head. So when I saw that, I'm like, you know, it's really not that impressive when you're built like a brick shit house and you could literally like crack my entire body out of you. So I always thought that was interesting. That's why I like watching the little guys fight because the little guys that can fight, they don't have nearly the same inertia. So yeah. I appreciate their ability to generate force. Yeah, when Frank Dukes doesn't look like Jean-Claude Van Damme, but he looks like Org from Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Fuke is about to murder this. We, we might get our first light light blue no, win here. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah. might in this entire show. We might get our first light blue win. What I love about Frank Dukes <laughs> is he is so full of shit at all times. Oh yeah, with everything he says from his world records of punching through fucking bulletproof glass. And all the other, like, fucking bullshit he can't do. But then there's stuff he really can do. Like, he really can just break a bottom brick while yeah. hitting it. Uh, he actually can steal a coin from somebody's hand anytime he wants. So why make up like, all the other bullshit when, you can, when you're can? you a legitimate badass? Well, here's the thing. I don't think he's a legitimate badass. You think I think, of course, those are party tricks. Yeah. Steal a coin from someone's hand? That's just fucking uh, fast twitch muscle bullshit. But that's not... Jeff, what's your opinion of Frank Dukes? So, I I don't buy into the hype. You know what? I've been around fighting for a long time. I've been around warfare on every level from, like, the individual combatant all the way up to, like, the grand strategic level. And I yeah. can tell you that hype never wins it might sell tickets but at the end of the day the person who can more rapidly and more efficiently execute the fundamentals is always gonna win and that's yes time proven over and over and over again yes you can yank if you can yank a coin out of my hand great but you know what while you're training all that extraneous bullshit I'm going to be working on being able to hit you with a jab called a, a ghost jab, which doesn't have any type of uh, of, uh, of telegraph in the beginning. Uh, and I'm going to be able to hit you with punches that you'll never see coming. So to me, doing all that extra shit, like I get it. There's a lot of tradition there, but tradition's pretty fucking stupid if it's not geared towards making you a better fighter. And exhibitionism is not a good way to train fundamentals, in my personal opinion. And this is coming from a guy from the Army, who it's the Army loves tradition. Oh, my God, the Army. (laughs) (laughs) What would you say, in your opinion, Jeff, what would you say are the top five fighting styles in the world right now? Uh, I don't know. It depends. Not to do, but most proficient. So, like, of course I'm going to say boxing first because it's the most efficient and the most specific, when it comes down to it, you worry about the practical application of fundamentals for two things, right? Like right here, that's it. Yeah. So you could dedicate the most amount of time into the, into throwing punches, right? Keep your elbow down, extend your arm in a straight fashion because the butt, like your body loves straight lines. So if you can use your bones to bear the weight and the force of the punch, you're going to fatigue at a slower rate. And all of those things can be applied to other martial arts, but it's just like, so when you're studying military history, you always look at the Peloponnesian war because it's 
the most well-documented, earliest <sighs> simple circumstances. And boxing's the same thing. Boxing is like the Peloponnesian War of combat styles because it's got the least number of extraneous factors and you can look at a thing at the most bare essentials. And if you really want to understand the philosophical, artistic side of anything, you have to look at it for its bare essentials. But now here's the question. Does mm -hmm. Marcus of Queensbury rules get in the way of that with boxing? Oh, absolutely. It's just like sport fencing, right? Fencing is all about angles. And if you look at like knights, you could see like the damage that suits of armor would collect. Like if you go to the battlefield at Agincourt or if you go to Towton, any of those big battles where there's still a lot of uh, armor remaining, you could see that yeah. the trauma to all of those suits of armor came from the side. If we're adjusting for the fact that English arrows um, accounted for the greatest amount of casualties, where we actually saw two combatants in suits of armor swinging swords at each other, they didn't do it like they do in sport fencing, and they didn't do it <coughs> in the movies. They did it much more like a boxing match where whoever gained superior foot position would be able to out-leverage the other person and be able to cut them down because they'd have much more access to striking the center line while remaining oblique to the opponent. So that's what, that's what, that's what a lot of the uh, Viking combatant, uh, if you actually see like the, the Viking reenactments, it looks like a bunch of oh, Jesus guys. Going around. Yeah. That was a kick to the face. Is, oh, <laughs> so, so never mind. So yeah. They're, and they're, and they're constantly parrying to the, to the right hand side to get, exactly. to get right hand dominance. And that there. is significantly oh. more. Tune is from Holland. Yes. Okay. And Oops. baby blue strikes again. I told baby you, if blue. you wear baby blue, you're, you're not going to fucking win. Uh, if you wear baby blue or powder blue, you're never going to fucking win in MMA. <laughs> and we I've had said it again, it time folks. and time again. Now, James, what do you think is the most proficient fighting style? Um, for standing, uh, I would as say having a seizure in the ring right now. Yeah, as he, as he's having a seizure, getting the magic water put on him. Um, standing up, uh, I would say uh, kickboxing or boxing, depending on how uh, whatever discipline it no, is. No, I'm not saying standing it, up. I'm saying all around. All around, of course, I'm going to be more biased in saying jujitsu because 80 percent of all fights go to the ground, and knowing a skill of sub of submissions is a helpful way of winning the fight because you have a more substantial thing once the fight goes to the ground. Now, the 20%, you're in trouble because jiu-jitsu has a terrible stand-up game, in most part, unless you train into it. And but, now I'm going to piss you both off. And now you're going to say wrestling. He's going to say wrestling. Pro wrestling. Pro yes. wrestling. So, yes, you're going to say pro wrestling. Yes. Yes. What did Sakuraba do to be able to defeat all of the Gracies, right? He used wrestling because... Catch wrestling, yes. Catch wrestling is the way that you defeat jiu-jitsu. Like, totally yes. get that. I don't even have a counter-argument for that. I agree with that 100%. Now, let's also look at all the pro wrestler versus boxer matches that have happened through the years that were legitimate contests. The minute the pro wrestler just dropped to his back, the boxer did not know what to do. Yeah, well, you just walk up and kick him in the sack. And Wayne, and, and Wayne the, <laughs> the, the Kimpo <laughs> guy, is going to start 100% standing up. <laughs> yes. Um, honestly, I'll give you, if it's a stand-up fight, I would like to say my favorite variation that does involve a lot of boxing, uh, 52 blocks. I'm yeah. going to go 52 blocks. I mean, that I would say that's probably... Prison fighting from yeah. New York City. Boxes is, is 
great um, because it, it has you use your bones, right? And a good boxing coach will teach you to use your bones too. The problem is yes. most boxing coaches are fucking garbage, and that's why the art of boxing is in such decline. Because the, the average boxing coach is a fucking idiot. I mean, if we're just being real. I've oh, trained okay. Poor Fuke. Sorry. Sorry, Jeff. Sorry. No, you're good. Fuke's oh, learning how to walk again. I've been there. I've been there. I know how that feels. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jeff. Continue. Ichiban! Ichiban! No, he's saying one more fucking round. He's crying because he got knocked the fuck out. Oh, boy. He is concussed. He is concussed. He has no idea where he is. Yeah, he has no idea where the fuck he's and at. Three of the young boys have officially quit. Oh. Three of the young oh. boys have decided that, oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Where's Joe Rogan when you need him to interview him? Oh, yes. So, uh, in this fight, uh, what happened with your strategy? Oh, well, I left the toaster on, and so I didn't get enough orange juice. <laughs> My balls is hot. <laughs> oh, boy. Poor Fuke. Yeah, poor Fuke. That was easily one of the most brutal fucking head kicks I've ever seen in my yeah, life. Yeah, that was really... Put his head down in front of a Muay Thai, uh, in front of a classic Dutch kickboxer, and did not expect the worst thing in the world to happen to him. Okay, dude, if you ever watch any of Decker's old fights, man, like I swear that guy could kick a fucking like oak tree in half. That dude, yeah, he could. Was devastating. My favorite uh, videos to watch are uh, Burakau Papalma doing uh, kicking banana trees. Right? Yeah. Watching him chopping the bastards. How many times the thing falls over? Yeah. And the best is the entire time he's kicking, it's just this animalistic, like, honey (laughs) 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 It sounds like Popeye, it sounds like he's turning on the chainsaw that is his shin. That's gonna cut it in fucking half. Oh, that's what it really sounds like it to me. Does. And what's the next one? Well, it can only be two of them, and and two of them are bad. Bad news bears is coming, but which one is it? Is it is it hot or is it not? We're about to find out. Okay, I didn't see the whole card, but I did see some of it. I, I saw the whole so, card. I, I saw the okay. whole card. <laughs> am I, am I going to be very a, a happy camper? Uh, yes. Yes, you will. You're going to see some interesting stuff. Hey, though. Jeff, why don't you turn your lights on so we can see you? Yeah, I mean, I, we, we don't want to know what you're doing with your... I'm literally just going to have my balls out in my hand, and I'm going to chicken heart you the whole time. Don't do that. <laughs> that wing. We, have, we, we need to keep this sure. safe. At least am I enough. For- no, don't, don't, just don't, don't fuck it. Don't, don't encourage him. Don't encourage him. <laughs> oh, uh, no, we're about to get the bat wing or the goat. Oh, there we go. All right. <laughs> Baby, so turn Jeff's the lights down now. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> if we start hearing the, if we start hearing freaking uh, the R. Kelly bump, bump and grind song going on. 
listen to me. There's, there's a good chance we're going to get the band hammer already as it is. We don't need the band hammer from everything. Every time you stand up, I get sad. I get very sad, Jeff. Just I'm very mind. worried, yes. I'm scared, really. Uh, and who's coming up first? Oh. oh it's oh. Ken Shamrock. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, Jesus Christ. Ken Shamrock is on this card. Wait, 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 wait. He's wait, ready wait. to go. What name did he use? Because all I saw was two other fights here, and he was not there. This I did not see. Was, this is when he was Ken Wayne Shamrock. This is after uh, Gumi, where he was Wayne Shamrock. So he started to use Ken Wayne Shamrock because he wanted to be Ken Shamrock, his real name. I don't, I don't see that there. <laughs> That's fine, but that's fucking Ken Shamrock. Oh, wait. No. Why, he's that's... wearing boxing gloves. Why is he no wearing boxing gloves? Are you sure that's him? Oh, no. Maybe Are that's not Are you sure Ken that's Shamrock. Vince Toretta? I don't think. I think that might be Gregory Schmidt. Smith. That might be Gregory. It looks like. Jesus Christ, he looks like Ken Shamrock. Yes, he does. He looks a lot like Ken Shamrock. Fuck what you heard. <laughs> Ken Shamrock just wanted to change his name so he could do a boxing match again. Wait, 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 wait. Because when he was in, when he was a pro wrestler, his name was Vince Torelli. Yes. Now, if if this is Funaki coming out, then we know that that's that who it is. Okay, so. <laughs> oh, that's supposed to be it's supposed to be Funaki. Oh, yes. Jesus Christ! That's not Shamrock. <laughs> That's that's a good fucking Ken Shamrock lookalike though. God damn. That is a that is a good doppelganger. That is an amazing Ken Shamrock lookalike. In boxing gloves. How in are you gonna do a pride fight in boxing gloves? I have no idea, but we're about to find out that that's a bad idea. Or maybe this is a boxing match? No. I don't think it is. I think he just wanted to wear the boxing gloves. Really? Well, Jeff, this is a good test of your theory right now. If it's Fudaki. We'll see. We'll see what's <laughs> going to happen here because this is Funaki. Absolutely. Okay, let's see who's coming. We see young boys. This is a boxing match. Oh, this is a boxing match. Oh. Wait, who is that? I have no clue whatsoever. We're about to find out. He's got an amazing jerry curl. I'll give him that. Well, he's got an amazing jerry curl, and he's got an amazing ABBA freaking intro in here. Oh, he's <laughs> oh, he's gonna step over the ropes. Yeah, he looks like. Okay, here we go. Let's. I really think that's Ken Shamrock. Hey, okay, look, here's the announcement. Uh, like for real, that's what I thought it was too. Yeah. Yes. Frank Lobman. Oh, I thought that was a Jericho. Those are those are cornrows. Yes. Come on, announcer. That is Wayne Sham. Okay. Ken Shamrock. That's Ken Shamrock. Thank you. How dare you make me fucking doubt that that's good old Ken Wayne Shamrock, you son of a bitch. 
And he is fighting the who guy who is probably now the bodyguard for Migos. <laughs> okay, so Ken Shamrock in a kickboxing fight right now. Okay, this is going to be interesting. This is new. This is different. This is Who this? Is this man with the ponytail and the long Is that Gangrel over there? What the fuck is that no, shit? No, that's not Gangrel. Stop it. It's a joke. That's that's the actor from the old uh, Beauty and the Beast television show that Sarah Connor was on. Without wow. The <laughs> Only on CBS prime times on Wednesday nights. Jesus Christ, how do you remember that? Air Force, go. head trauma, things stay, some don't. Yeah, but you were like three when that was on television. I was seven. Oh, okay, my bad. <laughs> All right, so here's Ken Shamrock's kickboxing style. Um, Jeff, Jeff, please, uh, please yeah, explain Jeff, what's going on here. We're, we're in your wheelhouse right now, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, well, so he's moving to his strong side, right? So that's one of the things that I always appreciate about kickboxing, particularly the Dutch style. They always try to move you to the right leg. Um, but I teach that in boxing because the problem is you're always going to fight right-handers and right-handers always try to move to, to their left. So if you move to the right, you're automatically going to be cutting off their ability to use their lead hook. Now, they'll probably be able to jab you, but if you're good at timing, then you can use that and you can counterpunch by slipping while you move to the right if you slip to the right side. Come to the outside of their jab, counter across the top. Um Teaching boxing that way, most, you know, most boxing coaches are going to tell you to move to the left, like, all the time. Uh, but if you can only move one direction, then you're terrible at fighting. So, that, I mean, if anything is indicative of the state of disrepair that boxing is in, to me, the, the unilateral uh, need to move in one direction uh, is just stupid. Um, See in line the, uh, the, the, what was it, the... Fury versus Wilder fight. I I don't even bother wasting my time watching garbage. I could literally go into the backyard and watch a dog take a shit and uh, watch something that's emblematic of boxing uh, to that caliber. Ken keeps leaving himself open every time he throws a kick. He leaves his fucking whole face open. And if this yeah. guy just... Ken's real bad. Look at that. That's Ooh, a yeah. boy. Thing that you see in a lot of Thai schools is you know people try to generate force by dropping their arm right they do that thing where they flip their hip over which is yeah. good you want to roll your hip but to drop your hand at the same time is just really piss poor training yeah that really fucking is because it trickles into other aspects of your stand-up game and you see yeah because you see every time Ken gets hit right now he's bringing those hands down every time yeah, yeah but that's sloppy coaching Some yeah coach it was like, oh, it's all right. You know, he'll be turning sideways oblique, so he doesn't need to protect oh, himself. Boy. Oh, no. Oh, boy. For him to get hit with that left hook right there, except he dropped his hands. Uh, yeah. I'm watching that kind of well, shit. Also, drop. I'm watching him just get kicked on the inside of his ankle, and he, as soon as he got kicked on the inside of his ankle, he, he was fucked. No counter for it. Yeah, there's no counter. See, Ken Shamrock was a great freestyle wrestler and catch wrestler. And this takes to what you were talking about earlier, Jeff. When you learn all these other disciplines, you're learning. And like I said to you, if you're a fucking grappler, 
don't worry about learning boxing because you're just going to learn enough boxing to get knocked out. Yep, exactly. You know, and, and this is the perfect case of it right now because this guy obviously has more of a kickbox boxing background and Ken's in some fucking trouble. And he's getting yelled at by a guy wearing a scrunchie in his hair. You never yep. want to get yelled at by a guy with a scrunchie. I mean, is, is, it, is this the pre-books Fabio going on? Yelled at by. Um, <laughs> that is actually Greg the Hammer Valentine. <laughs> <laughs> he took some time off from wrestling just to help him get ready. No, Yo, that's he the got actor, shape. That's the actor. Uh, that's Kevin Sorbo, actually. <laughs> Ooh, Hercules, yes. Hercules. Yes. yes, exactly. That's Kevin Sorbo in Ken Shamrock's corner right now. Geez, you're about to name the freaking Sunday night a freaking the WGN <laughs> Hercules. All I got to do is Lucy Lawless and have freaking Xena afterwards. Oh, right. Xena Warrior Princess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lucy, Lucy Lawless is still the best because she fucking literally goes on these like uh, protests where she like they take hostage like whaler boats and shit and yes. she posts pictures of her pee bottles on fucking Twitter while war crying because she has to piss in bottles on the boat. Wait. Uh, by, by the way, when she was on uh, Spartacus, still very good looking. Oh, of course. Activism. Yes, yeah. activism. Yeah, but she's one of those who actually like doesn't care and she'll go on these fucking whaler boats and like take them hostage with people. See, wow. like not see, like the happy, if, not the happy-go-lucky whaler protesters who have like the pepper ball guns, right. like the ones with actual guns who then steal the fucking ships. She's a fucking pirate. maniac. She's a pirate. Yeah, she's a goddamn pirate. Right? Hell yeah! I'm just yeah. hating. I am not enjoying this fight whatsoever because Ken Shamrock definitely could have just wrestled and this would have been actual entertainment. But no, this is not entertainment. You see, this is the problem with Ken Shamrock, and I love Ken, but. Ken always wants to try and do something outside of his outside of his realm. And he doesn't understand that the only thing he's lucky with right now is this guy is absolutely a tomato can. But yeah, Ken is not is not that much less of a tomato can. Oh, oh. The, oh and this this dude definitely has like some Ernesto Hoost type kicks. And he's just yeah. not he's not as good as Ernesto Hoost, but he has some Hoost type kicks. Yeah, I'm, so I'm thinking probably, he might be Maurice. I'm thinking more Maurice Smith. Yes. Okay. I'm, I get I'm that. seeing Maurice Smith. I'm thinking this is a Maurice Smith trainer, but this is like, oh, boy. Oh, God. Oh, boy, Kenny. Oh, here we go. Slut punches. Oh, yeah. Oh. Go down. Yeah. Hold on. That was on. a kick to that thigh. That Hold was a kick to on. the thigh. Wait a second. No, that- Hold on. on. Jeff, did you see what I saw? Did you see a dive? I, I think I saw a fucking dive. Uh, I, I saw a kick to the I thigh that looked like that. Hurt like rewind that shit again. Rewind that shit again before we see fucking um, oh. Kevin Sorbo to talk to Wayne. All I saw was the right yeah. overhand that came down. No, no, no. Watch right here. Watch right here. Left hand. Here it comes. Bink. Left hook. Back, right there, that another kick to that leg. That kick to that leg was the, the one that put him down. Yeah, but he fucking bent the wrong leg. No, he didn't. Watch he again. Tra- he he's trying to stand up on the leg. He tried leg. to stand up on that. Look at that that's, again. That's the fucking dive. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, 
<laughs> that was a fucking dive. I know a fucking dive when I see a dive. <laughs> okay, I should know when I see a dive, even if fucking uh, Shawn Michaels fucking pre before the Rockers broke up is hanging out with Ken Shamrock in the corner. All right. <laughs> oh, that brings me to my next favorite point, James. Jeff had never seen Shawn Michaels in his life, but when I was helping Jeff move some stuff uh, in his storage, we found the old. He won this at an auction. It's the old Shawn Michaels Heartbreak Kid uh, hat. Yep. Oh, the double were, hat. The double yeah, the, hat. No, not the double, but the one that you put on, and it looks like a fucking uh, motorcycle hat or like a, a steamboat yeah, motorcycle hat. hat. Yes. <laughs> uh, fuck you, Renee. Don't say that. That was a fucking dive. <laughs> a guy has a way of eating pizza, and all of a sudden, that's the reason why not to listen to me. <laughs> I eat although, pizza although, although I have to, I have to ask this question: Is the pizza cold when you eat it? Because, like, I don't no. know. I still don't. I still don't understand how the how the. I posted a video of how to do it. I understand that. I saw that, but I don't understand because, like, if it was hot, the cheese would be falling off the sauce. But no, it doesn't. Okay. All right. Anyway, if you we're going to get bite quick enough, it flips back down and you don't lose no cheese. As you saw, the cheese melted right on my lip and went in my mouth. Jeff, have you seen how I eat pizza upside down yet? Um, I saw it in the video you posted yesterday. Exactly. It's not going to make the toppings fall. Uh, not fold it like a New Yorker. No, I just eat it upside down, and it's real simple. It works every fucking time. But Everybody why? else. Because uh, it tastes better. Think about it. What are you tasting <laughs> when you put a pizza slice in your mouth? You're tasting the dough. You're tasting the crust, the bottom of the dough. That is the flattest flavor on the pizza. Where's all the flavor? Yeah, fair enough. It's yeah. on the topping side. Oh no, it makes it, it makes logical sense. I just don't understand how you eat it because it usually I'd have like a mess on my lap if I ate it upside I've down. Been doing it since I'm eight years old, I've mastered the craft. Uh, it's like if I I ask you, how do you fucking get a bicep crunch out of anywhere at any fucking given time? You just know how to fucking do it. <laughs> Thank, thank you, thank you, yes, yes, thank you, Mr. Brower, for for teaching me the skills that I learned I use on everybody. He taught me terrible things. <laughs> Jerry Brewer, Charleston, right. South Carolina. Thank you for teaching me those terrible things because I, I I hit them on everybody. All right. Uh oh. Oh. No. Here we go, boys. Yes. Here we Yay. go. Yay. Why is he wearing boxing gloves? Because he's fighting Murray what? Smith. He's fighting Murray no. Smith. Yep. Oh, no. They're going to make him kickbox. They're going to make Uncle Suzuki kickbox Murray Smith. <laughs> well, yeah. Listen, some people have to master different things, Renee, okay? I mastered that very well. Yeah, you mastered pizza really well. You mastered pizza. I had to master computers and everything and how to bicep crunch a human being from any place. 
in the world. I love the fact that Uncle Suzuki here, this is Pretty Boy era Uncle Suzuki, and you can see the Sith Lord taking over in him. Oh, oh the, dark, the dark side is there in the tiger beat still. Yes. Even though he's wearing all white, he is still ready. Yeah. He's like, the you dark- want to fuck me? Good. Fuck me? No, fuck you. You motherfuckers put me in here with Maurice Smith. Oh, the dark side has... Bullshit. (laughs) Good. Good. Such bullshit that Uncle Suzuki has to fucking... Kickbox. Kickbox against fucking Maurice Smith. Fuck it. This is MMA. Make Maurice Smith fucking... Oh, no, they're going to freaking have Maurice Smith in full freaking gear here. Oh, and for the record, this match happened in uh, Kobe. Just the, I saw the so one this one the was Kobe in Nippon. I thought this was in Nippon, Japan. No, because, okay, I'm looking at this card right now. And, okay, so half of it's one. Okay, so... Whatever's supposed to be episode one is actually parts of episode two. Wait, no. What the fuck? <laughs> it's episode one and three. Mm-hmm. Episode one, two, and three put together. Awesome. So we have no idea what the fuck we're watching because, yeah, because here we go. You're Shamrock to- fought on day one. So what the fuck did they take from day one? You got fucking Boss Rutan beating fucking Yanagizawa, Ryushi Yanagisawa in 43 seconds. We saw that. But Minoru Suzuki fights on that. Um, Then you go to day two. From day two... Wait, no, day, yeah, what the fuck? Day two is the one. That's Boss Rutan versus Fuke. And then from uh, fucking day three, that's where you get this Maurice Smith versus Minoru Suzuki. So where the fuck is this Ken Shamrock kickboxing bullshit from? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> it needs to die where it's... It was, because that was awful. Dude, there's no way to fucking tell what these fucking fights are. Well, good, that it's a surprise. Sometimes you <laughs> just have to appreciate the spontaneity of a thing. Well, no, because it's bad enough that I'm having to watch Minoru Suzuki do a goddamn kickboxing match against fucking Maurice Smith. Hey, don't hate the, the spontaneous boners. No, right. this is horseshit right here. This is absolute <laughs> horseshit. That they're forcing Minoru Suzuki, who's going to become oh, the fucking oh. pancreas. There you go. Fuck him. Fuck <laughs> me. No. Fuck you. <laughs> there you go. Fuck that shit. Let's go, Uncle. Come on. Don't you fucking don't don't stand up. Fucking take his ass down every fucking time. Fucking snap an armbar off with those fucking boxing gloves. There you go. Fuck him. <laughs> Come on, Uncle Suzuki. Stay inside. There you go. Fuck him. You fucking teach these motherfuckers a lesson trying to put you in a goddamn fucking kickboxing match. You fucking grab him and you dump him right on his fucking head with a goddamn German. Come on. <laughs> Fuck that. Let's go. 
Come on, but, motherfucker. Oh, you piece of shit. There you go. Go under him. Fuck him. Hold him against the ropes, you big motherfucker. You can't get get him off you. Him just a little guy, and he's still fucking you up. Him still able to fucking get on the inside. There you go. Keep those fucking hands up. The fucking grace of Uncle Suzuki here. Never fucking boxed a day in his life, and he's still fucking holding off against Maurice Smith. One of the fucking K-1 fucking fucking greatest of all times. Fuck you, Maurice Smith. You fucking cunt. Look at that. There you go. Grab him again. Fuck him. Fuck him. Now slam it fast. There you go. Come on. I mean, oh, I, lo- I love the vehement hatred. He just let the Come dark on. side just flow right through you. Come on. Good. Come on. Yeah, there you go. Fucking knee him back. Now you fucking grab him and you side headlock take his ass over right fucking now. Fuck him. God damn it. I, I, I love I love the jet freaking trunks that uh, that he's wearing. Here we go. Here we go. There you go. Yes. Single leg. There you go. (laughs) That's the way it goes. You want to fucking do a kickboxing match? You'll learn real quick what happens when you're in there with Uncle Suzuki. Oh, yeah. Okay. There it was. That was your fucking straight shot to the chest. That ain't shit. Oh, here we go. Get under him again. That shows you how tough Uncle Suzuki is. He's facing one of the greatest K1 boxers of all times and he's still standing taking his best kicks and knees look at that look at that still got the leg no K1 kickboxers yeah I know yeah Kai Bo that dude was a world champion like six years well that's your fault yeah I forget (laughs) his name but he was a like a multi-time world champion so was Don the Dragon Wilson so remember that that. Oh, that was your guy. Uh oh. Look at that. Uh-oh. <laughs> run. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Look at him run for his life into that fucking rope. Oh, my God. Please, no, Mr. Please, no, Mr. Suzuki. Please don't take Smith down. There you go. Drink that fucking Japanese yeah. miracle water. Yeah, Billy Blank. Yeah, that's who it was. Billy Blank. Thank you. He wasn't champion all those years. It was his flat top that was champion. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah, before he was bald, he did have a flat top. <clears throat> Look at that. Marie Smith's like, oh, man, I don't want to be in this fight no more. This is some bullshit. He's taking me down. Exactly. Glove off. Why what? He's got a glove off. I've never seen that before. <laughs> Oh, oh, they're I'm doing a, they're doing one round of boxing, one round of grappling. Oh, oh yes. no! Yes, yes. <laughs> Life is about you to get a lot worse for Maurice. Yes. Oh yes. Come on, Maurice. Let's see what you got now. Come on, come on, Uncle Suzuki. There you go. But oh, you're gonna bring how to do the combatives uh, matches. So we did like a round of jujitsu, uh, starting from our knees. And then we stood up uh-huh. and did Pancrase. And then the third round was like all strikes enabled. Nice. Like closed fist yeah. and MMA gloves. There you go. Yeah. Oh, how yeah, many of those fights actually on. got to that? Look how scared. Yeah. That's Remember how thing. Maurice Most Smith. Everybody get fucked up in the first round. But I mean, yeah, it was cool, pizza. though. I won a, a, a competition at Fort Sill that way. I cleared out six weight classes. I'm, I'm sorry. You guys you're at noticed now. You yeah, notice how so. Maurice Smith was so fucking gung-ho on coming forward and attacking originally, and now his whole fucking game plan has changed? Run <laughs> like fuck. Yeah. 
Stay back. That's right, you fucking pussy. Come on, Uncle Suzuki stayed face-to-face with you that entire first round. Now come get this ass-whooping, you motherfucker. Come on, Uncle Suzuki. Look at this. This is fucking wonderful. Look at that. Suzuki doing the right thing. He's holding the hair in place because he knows he's got the photo shoot after this because he's a handsome motherfucker. And he's ready to fuck Maurice Smith up and he's not getting his face fucked up for this. He's got a $20,000 contract to be in Japanese Tiger Beat magazine right after his fucking shoot. He's going to be in the Japanese Calvin Klein ad because he's the most handsome bad motherfucker on the planet. Look at him. He's like, oh, go ahead. Throw those kicks. They're allowed now. But I'm also allowed to just grab you and take you the fuck down. So you better pray to God the ropes save you at all times. That's right. Stay close to ropes, you little bitch. Come on. There you go. There you go. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Oh, you fuck. Yeah, you better fall into those ropes. You better pray to fucking God, you piece of shit. And I like Marie Smith, but still. Come on, Uncle Suzuki. There you go. There we go. Look at this. I like this guy. Look at- no offense. come on you little pussy come on let me put a dress on you you fucking dodging son of a bitch oh you want to throw suzuki are you stupid there you go come on are you (laughs) stupid he's just like you can try and throw me all you want motherfucker you're in my world right now oh god how great would it be if maurice smith since suzuki's in his head so bad right now just threw a high kick and knocked out maurice smith right now that would make me so fucking happy Crushed by that Jits guy when he oh by uh, Gabe Gonzaga yeah yeah oh that was the luckiest head kick in the history of MMA okay oh, was. Yes. it was so good that leg. and I was a Crocop fan but man that shot was I mean that was oh, just that was ironic shit in the world it yeah was but beautiful. you got to remember that that was also Mirko Crocop I want to say three years after he should have retired. Oh, he yeah. should have retired after oh, yeah. the fight with Fedor. You know, he was like a senator in uh, Croatia or some shit. By Still that. is. Oh, is he well, really? He was, yeah, he was a cop. He was a Croatian officer. Then he became a part of, uh, he became a senator in Croatia. But by that point, um, after the Fedor fight, he should have just retired. It was a draw, but it was a real draw. You know what I mean? It wasn't one of those political draws. Um, but he still stuck around afterwards. Then he got knocked. Then he got dropped right on his head by fucking. Um, and knocked. He got knocked out by fucking. Uh, Randleman. Yeah, Kevin Randleman. And after that, he sh- it, it was just rest in peace. You know, Kevin Randleman. God. Yeah, rest in peace. Because Kevin Randleman was a wrestling fucking monster. Now I want you to see the bullshit of this right now. Now they got the bo- boxing gloves back on, and watch how Marie Smith acts like a bitch now and tries to charge the whole fucking time. Look at that. He's not even fucking waiting. Look at that fucking man. That is a man's man, and he's waiting right in the middle for him. Fuck you. I'm going to take the fucking center. You're still in my world, even if we got on your fucking kickboxing gloves. Fucking come on. Come on, you motherfucker. Oh, yes. There you go, Uncle Suzuki. (laughs) I'll still take you down with boxing gloves because I've come to realize who you are. You are Maurice Bitch. You're not Maurice Smith. You're Maurice Bitch. And anytime someone fucking comes towards you, you get scared. That's right. Run away. Run away. Do your little oh, fucking didn't, hokey shuffle. Didn't, didn't freaking yes, Maurice yes, Smith do yes, that to freaking oh, Couture? Yes. And that's how it yes. Oh, oh, Arbor. 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 Tap, you piece of shit. Tap. Did he tap? Oh, yeah, it was a tap. Even with your boxing gloves, you got knocked, you got choked out, you fucking motherfucker. 
Look at him. He's not even getting up. That was an arm bar. An arm bar. The pain of the arm bar passed out, you kickboxing bullshit. <laughs> oh, he broke my elbow. He broke the elbow. I'll never fight K1 again. Fuck you. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Look at, look, look at Matt Hume in his short shorts, though. I mean, look at that dangerous that dangerous little man. Oh, that was the best. I need a cigarette after that one. <laughs> I feel like it looks God damn right wing's coming for us. I'm sorry, folks. Oh, hit, oh, for Marie Smith's elbow is uber fucked. Oh, it's, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He just elbow. learned a very valuable lesson. Don't fuck with my Uncle Suzuki. Mm. Uh, was it as good for you <laughs> as it was for me, guys? <laughs> Uh, that was wonderful. Uh, how many more? How far along are we on this now, James? We're almost to the end, so I think we should just keep going. I mean, I, I'm, yeah. I for one, am entertained by this. How many more? Like, how many more minutes left in it? Uh, seriously, we've got like eleven. No, oh, fuck yeah! Let's just fucking ride it out to the end. I mean, I might as well. <laughs> I love it. Do you guys have any understanding how much that fucking made me happy? Uh, yeah, we could hear yes. it all. We heard, we heard, we heard it oh, all. Shit. I have ears. This guy's Jerry, do you see this guy's permed mullet? Oh, with I do. Matching lime green fanny pack. Yo, oh. he's like he's like the guy from. I know you didn't watch it, EA, but if you watched the last the the last dance with Michael Jordan, there was a security guard there, John Wozniak, who unfortunately passed away this year had the same type of hair and was the only man to stone cold kill Michael Jordan in a contest and live to tell the tell and then show up later on with a all black Chicago White Sox baseball jersey with the fanny pack and the freaking pants. Excellent. And that freaking mullet and with the chains. I mean, the dude was on another level of drip. Speaking on of on another level, BRB. how great is that? How great is Minoru Suzuki? Oh, that was fucking awesome. Oh, he was oh, yes. awesome. <laughs> Freaking that, it, everything from even his Instagram, him talking about his socks is, is amazing. He I mean, arm barred him wearing boxing gloves. Yes, I know. He arm barred him wearing fucking boxing gloves. The second ever UFC champ in boxing gloves. Yes. Yes. Second That's ever. Right. Smith was the second ever UFC champion. Yes, beat Mark Coleman. Yeah, he did. He beat Mark the Hammer Coleman. Yes, he did. Like I said, Maurice Smith, nothing to fucking, you know, sleep on. He was a fucking animal. Yeah. No, he was a great fighter. And I, I enjoyed him. Um, I enjoyed watching the 30 for 30 about him and him talking about, you know, everything with his daughters and all that. Freaking, unfortunately, he brought his daughters to the, to the Fedor match where he got beat up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It brought his little girls there and he's like, I'm sorry. But then like he got remarried and his his now his second wife has a like a teenage boy and he's teaching him the hammer house way. Okay. So we might have another, which I'm super excited because he was even wearing like a Kevin Randleman shirt and everything. I was like, Oh nice. Yes, there is another. Man, Kevin Randleman, you know, he never got credit for just an amazing athlete he was. 
I love his hustle stuff so much. Yeah. You know this. You oh, know yeah, I, absolutely. Oh, I, he would have had a second career in pro wrestling without a doubt. Yes. I think he would have been a bigger star than Brock Lesnar because he had more charisma than Brock Lesnar. Absolutely. He had it, he had it in freaking just just buckets of yeah. just career. All he had to do was come out there, jump, and then like, oh, there it is. Oh my god, what the fuck is this? Who the fuck is that? Who the fuck is this guy? What the fuck is this? <laughs> Some South African cat. No, 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 no. That's Australian. That's a kangaroo, uh, sir. Oh, that is a kangaroo. I this don't know. Friggin', is, is this the son of the fab- fabulous kangaroos? That Jesus is not Christ. Al Costello's son. I'll promise you that. <laughs> that guy, That that is the fucking, in 94, this kid had a dad body. He would have been a fucking heartthrob right now. Ow. Oh, yes, he would have been. Oh, God. He definitely drank a shoey right before this fight. He had a Vegemite sandwich with a shoey right before this fight. Hey, hey, that hey, that shoey driver is now one going to be on my team here next year, Daniel Ricardo. Mr. I'll do a shoey in front of Formula One crowd. Hey, some people are this, that fucking nuts. Oh, he's that nuts. After you drive a Grand Prix, take your shoe off and drink champagne out of it because I am that because I'm Australian. There you go. He needs a he needs a Victoria bitters. Yeah, Victoria bitter. Hell yeah. A big VP long neck. <laughs> you yeah. Fucking cunts. Oh god, I do love the <laughs> fucking delicious. I love the fact that Australians always talk whenever they make a same statement. It sounds like they're still asking you a question while they're making the <laughs> statement. Yeah, see, <laughs> we're gonna, yes. We're gonna go to the bar. We're gonna have a beer. We're gonna go fuck with some kangaroos, and then we're gonna go try to catch us a fox bat. Exactly, and we're gonna go have some mac. Are we gonna go for some macas? Oh boy! Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! It's Funaki asking, "You shall receive." Oh god! Oh, I love oh, it. Boy. Oh, oh god! Eric, give me a pair of those damn boots. The kick pads, you mean? Those are kick pads. They go over your wrestling shoes. I have a pair. I'll give you one. Oh, God. I need need the bandana in my life. Because bright green really makes my complexion look good. (laughs) You tell me what color you want. I can order you a pair, like, tomorrow. I want bright orange or I want bright green. Okay. All right, yeah, bright green. All right, I'll order you a pair tomorrow. Just uh, We'll talk about it after we get off air. Because I know the person who makes those ones specifically. <laughs> that's where that's I get the, mine from. That's the same place where I got that wonderful mask you gave me back in the day. No, 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 no. Oh, that's that a different. Mask from, that mask. Okay, the distributor gets the mask from the same place I get the kick pads. Okay, all right. Matter uh, of fact, my... hold on. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Are you good? <laughs> Sorry, I got a myriad of laughs, and that's one of them where I'm just like, keep laughing. That was awesome. But, oh, no, no, no. Uh, so EA has, I have a Sakuraba Dream wrestling mask that he wore when he came out and signed with Dream. Are you serious? Yes. I'm so jealous. I wore it during uh, – I did the Luchador freaking uh, 
one night for Halloween where I wore a suit with the friggin' mask on. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's the actual Sakuraba mask. Okay. So I have the gear bag here. Oh, these you got are the, the gimmick? Kick pad uh-huh. that you get. Uh huh. Yeah. You see, you have the wrestling shoe, and then you put on the other side, you put this through the wrestling shoe. Uh-huh. These have been stretched out because I wear them with wrestling boots, but you actually slide these on first. Uh-huh. You, I'm going to show people right now because no one knows how to do this the correct way. Right. You put the kick pad on. Uh-huh. You then put the wrestling shoe. Well, hold on, damn it. Holy shit, we got a Darce attempt here, folks, actually, while <laughs> EA is showing this. So I've started using boxing boots now. Right. I just yep. prefer how boxing boots feel. Uh-huh. Um, especially how I throw my kicks. So what you would do is you would put this on over first your shin pad. You put it over your knee, since a lot of people don't get this. You would then put on the wrestling shoe. You would tie it all the way up. And then you fit this through. Oh. You slide it down to cover everything. Just for pro wrestlers out there who don't have etiquette. And when you're done... I need new kick pads too, damn it. I need to get a sponsor to fucking buy, order me some new ones. Because these are all stitched and handmade. And then this is the end result. This is what it should look uh, like. I, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Renee. <laughs> oh, no. Funaki. Oh, no. Poor Ozzy got... He was trying hard, but Funaki got him. And made him his biatch because it yes. is fucking Funaki. See, what really pisses me off is I got these. These came in a week before we went into quarantine, so I still haven't got to break these in yet. Uh, and I really like these. One. These are the ringside boxing boots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, pretty good. I like, I'm not flat on the floor. It has a little bit of a heel, yeah, more so than most cool. boxing boots. So you there's know a little bit more support. That's actually really funny because I used to box in wrestling shoes instead of boxing boots. Really? Yep, because that's I like right, the- because I saw the pair you had. You did. I like the flat heel better because I fight in the European style. So I get yeah. way up on my toes. And it was easier for me to get the additional height that I wanted if I didn't have a heel. Because I didn't want to drop my weight down onto my heel, right? You never want to be like backpedaling yeah. like that. So because I had that extra space, it always kept my heels off the ground. Well, so, here I'm going to show you why I switched to these. Hold on, let me grab my boots. So, so Jeff, as he's as he's doing that, explain mm-hmm. to me what are your thoughts about uh, the training video that Mike Tyson showed that showed last week? I mean, for how old he is, his speed is still pretty good. I mean, you know, he's strong. Um, he will never be more than a, a shadow of his former self. But if he's fighting, uh, who was it that they were talking about? Was it Shannon Holy Briggs? Field? Oh, Shannon Briggs. Oh, that's Jesus Christ. Shannon Briggs going to get hurt. <laughs> oh, no, that's terrible. How I, could I ever want that to happen? Oh, oh, please don't do that fight. I don't want to see Shannon Briggs get the shit kicked I, out of him. Yeah. Is Mike Tyson, I mean, both both in a state of decrepit disrepair. Okay. I mean, you have to realize that a decrepit Mike Tyson is still able to eat a normal man's head off his shoulders. Yes. Yeah. 
And Shannon Briggs is not much more than a normal man. So <laughs> just with a good promo. So yep. oh, yeah, these are wrestling boots. These are my wrestling boots that I've had now for close to 15 years. I've had these. Um, as you can see, the leather is still holds up because they're a real leather. These were custom made to my foot. I like them, but the problem is this, and this is why I switched to boxing shoes. The Achilles support for the Achilles tendon in these high-end wrestling boots. That's what helps me more because with these, I got to wear two pairs of shoes. And to be honest with you, after years of having wrestling boots, that's the better one. This one is held together by sports tape, just like every other wrestler. So, <laughs> so if I actually go through the years of black sports tape that I've it's had, a, it's like a tree. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, yeah. So if I actually start peeling, there's sports tape and electric tape holding the yes. mouth closed. You can, you can see which cool years were the lean years with the electric tape rather than the sports tape. <laughs> yes. No, the drought years were the electric tape. Listen, the electric tape was a good cheap fix. See, look, as you can see, we have layers upon layers of black athletic tape. <laughs> that for years held it. I, I think if I ever become famous, Jeff, I'm going to donate these to the fight house so you could have these. I'll put them in a shadow box up on the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> we have a we have a serious question from a one uh, Rene Incarnacion. How many licks does it take to get to the center of an EA boot? <laughs> we're about to find out because we're <laughs> ripping one, away layers right now. Two, three, <laughs> three. Jesus yeah, Christ. if you don't chew on that, Eric, you're a bitch. <laughs> you're about to you're about to challenge the Puerto Rican freaking <laughs> mouth there. I mean, come on. I mean, I've I've seen I've seen him rip like full freaking heads of lettuce like nothing. I was like, what the hell is wrong with you? I was hungry. He, he was hungry that day, by the way. I knew that. There we go. Come on down. It's like cutting C four <laughs> with your teeth. There we go. I, I don't un, I don't understand. We finally got to the last layer of tape. Well, maybe. <laughs> Sorry, what what is that? Is that is that in the, is that a name for a hotel? Uh, uh, Wi-Fi. <laughs> what is C four? C four composition four is explosive. Plastic. Yeah, I, okay. I, I know. So I, I'm joking. I, you can see. Oh, <laughs> 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 hey. I can fit my whole hand through. <laughs> Congratulations, and, you could twist uh, the boot. Yeah, that and also, <laughs> if you look from years of wrestling, the the sole is completely distraught on these. Oh, look at that. That's yeah, yeah. no sole. It definitely doesn't, but these held me up very well. This one held me up better, which, oh, Jesus, I didn't even realize this. I kind of split the bottom of it into a ninja toe. <laughs> See, he was living Bushido before he knew about Bushido. Well, this is the left boot, so if it gives you any idea how, which is my bad, which is my, let's see, this is the left, and this is the right. Can you guess which one I've been kicking with more in my life? <laughs> um, I believe you might be right leg dominant. You think maybe just a little. 
But yeah, so I can't wait to break these in because when I train to wrestle, I have my uh, ASICs. I have my uh, yellow and green and silver ASICs that I train in. Oh, your shoes. The, you got the you got the shoes back. Yeah, I got my wrestling shoes back. So that's what I train in there. All that because I was trying to show you guys about kick pads. But yeah, Jeff, if you want a pair of those, I'm telling you, those things are great to train in. Yeah, no, I want a pair. I'm going to totally wear that shit. Yeah. It's Especially a, when you actually, kick It's yeah. so much easier to train in those. Yeah, it, it, actually, EA was the one that showed me about the knee sleeves that helped my knees a ton. In those AMAs. So. Those AMAs are those the fucking AMA, best. I, I wore them freaking everybody other than Samuel saw those and was just like, what the hell is he wearing? And Sam's just like, ah, he's back. Yeah. <laughs> ah, he's back. Uh, in pro wrestling, we have knee pads or called AMAs. Hold on. As we get a shot, uh, brought to you by Chubbies. Oh, hell yeah. Look at that bottom. That bottom girls, they make the rocky world go round. <laughs> you got to do the drum beat afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, that's rad. Yeah. Uh, uh, see, now we're talking about all this fun stuff. It's like, uh, yeah. So I had the, I learned from the the AMAs from him because my knees would hurt every time I was on the mat, and I was like, "What the mm-hmm. heck?" The Oscar Schleider issue. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I finally put those little those neoprene sleeves on, like from right. Mueller that you get at Walgreens for like freaking ten bucks. Mm-hmm. And those things yeah. saved my ass. Oh yeah, I never had a pain ever since. That's cool. I just wear both of them. <laughs> <laughs> sir, that was a little Havana shower curtain, sir. Little Havana is the answer we're looking for. <laughs> or Isla Verde. The correct answer is Isla Verde. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the one thing I, I wear. Like, I don't, I, I just usually walk around with just the, you know, when I'm doing jujitsu, just a gi or, you know, board shorts. Those wonderful yeah. hurly board shorts. Yeah. <laughs> Back when I was in fighting shape, when I was a uh, when I was like a hundred pounds lighter, I used to wear the Atomas, but nah. I anymore. couldn't find those, but I did find <laughs> what were to be my second pair of AM MMA shorts. Oh God, Puerto Rican lion <laughs> <laughs> MMA shorts. Complete with the Puerto Rican flag and the New York That's City tough. background. Uh, <laughs> awesome. I love those shorts. These are fucking horrible. I love them. Uh, Steve Carino's sister, Allison Danger, actually made these for me when she was still making gear. Um, I just wanted to continue my agitation with MMA. I wanted to continually have wrestling gear as my ring gear. Yeah, that's awesome. I watched that fight where you were wearing your onesie, and I was like, like that's so awesome. My singlet, Renee. I'm actually getting some ordered within the next three weeks, and I got two of them coming to you because I, I owe just, them to you. I just love the, the the entire thing. All you can hear is some asshole just yelling at you to get up and do other stuff. Yep. <laughs> I don't know who that yeah. asshole is, but the, you know yeah. that guy. Some, some fight trainer. The show. Uh, Go to highspots.com and go to knee pads because I want to show Jeff the AMA Deluxes. So with the AMA Deluxes, you have the knee pad that goes – it's a it's a knee pad with a full sleeve pull-up. Uh-huh. 
Um, you'll see what the padding looks like right now because they did something very important with padding that nobody does. They actually put side padding to go along here uh -huh. to keep the thing in place hey. on top. Yeah. That's a smart idea. But as soon as you said that, I knew exactly why they did that. And I was like, that is a good idea. Man. Yeah. And so James is about to pull up the AMA Deluxes right now. Yeah, these are the ones. Now, as you see how they're designed, yeah. Yeah, brilliant. And it's 100% soft. There's no metal in them. There's no nothing. It's wow. literally just padding. It's just, it's the padding and the pat and the pull-up itself. Um, they're custom stitched. I love those things. Um, those are my favorite knee pads in the world for pro wrestling because yeah. they're designed for pro wrestlers. Those AMAs are great, I think, especially with, with, with how you train. And if you're training people's takedowns and everything, I think those would be a great, great uh, asset to you to have those. Yeah, hell yeah, that's awesome. James, what's the price tag on the website right now? I think it's like seventy bucks. Uh, those are seventy dollars, sir. Yeah, not bad yeah. at all. They're seventy the bucks, but they lasted me for James. How long was I using those MM AMA pull-ups? Twelve, long, thirteen years. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not just like small use either. Yeah, those are some serious usage. And here's the yeah. neoprene sleeves that I, I I wear, not the AMAs, but just the neoprene sleeves. No, they're like the, still AMA. They're still yeah. AMA. They're just, but it's yeah. not the. It's just it doesn't have the padding there. It's just the neoprene. Well, yeah, and I don't blame you for not using padding because you still do stuff where you throw knees and everything. But, <laughs> yeah. So in someone like Jeff's case, where Jeff doesn't have to legitimately yeah. throw strikes, I think something like that it would yeah. help him. Way better save my poor old ass army knees. Yeah, and they got elbow pads too. The elbow pads are pretty good. Let me see if they have them. The elbow pads for ten dollars. Yeah, those are the ten buck rock elbow pads. Those work good. And they uh, even have the calf shin supports. I might have to buy for my running. Those are pretty good, actually. I've I've yeah. seen those before. I don't know much about them, but I have seen them. But yeah, I'll I'll talk to you more about all this later. Yeah. But uh, by the way, by the way, high spots. If you need, if you need any uh, nice, uh, you know, uh, sponsorships, we'd be more than happy to have you there. <laughs> Highspots.com. No. <laughs> oh, I know. Still, hey, <laughs> we're gonna say nothing bad about a future sponsor, okay? Whoever's gonna give us money. Uh, Mike, Mike's not gonna give me no goddamn money, okay? Well, that's just true. Get that out of your mind. Mike's not gonna give us no money. But uh, not, not the last time you did what you did to him. Oh, do I tell the truth? I'm point. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I told the truth. You couldn't sue me for slander because I was telling the truth. This is true. If it's not slanderous, then it's obviously the truth. I mean, <laughs> and I like wrong. Mike. No, I like Mike, actually. I like Mike. I like George South. Um, yeah, I like Jake Manning. Uh, we get along better now. He's doing stand-up comedy. He seems to be happier in life. I like Jake Manning. Um, some of those guys are good, but uh, Renee, you leave my tiger shorts alone, you motherfucker. These things are glorious. Okay, <laughs> we said, we said they were from a shower shorts. curtain in Isla Verde. So while you were gone, but listen to me, these uh, shorts right here are the reason. Why I am a national treasure, okay? <laughs> I am a stylista in the professional wrestling world, and I'm the only human being in pro wrestling who can wear half the shit I wear and get away with it. But now, and, and and getting away with it is is a very very 
tall. Yes, you can. You've gotten away with some stuff that I don't even believe it. Hey, I'm on a fucking award tour coming up because of these fucking shorts, and that's all <laughs> I'm going to say about it. All right. By, by the way, you pulled off a medium uh, Jack Daniels shirt in a bar once and and got women, and I don't know how that happened. It's because it was day. yeah, it was your Jack. It was Daniels my freaking Jack Daniels shirt whack when I was walking. When my walking weight was 180 pounds. When my walking, <laughs> not in fight shape, weight was 180 pounds. Meanwhile, I was still sitting at 275. Yes, <laughs> those were the gold days. So now, Jeff, we're gonna actually do something a little different right now. Okay. Uh, this past weekend, we had a birthday. Uh-huh. Um, that birthday, I'll do this later. What am I doing? I'm going to talk serious for a minute. Take the glasses off since I'm being, being serious. Uh, uh, this past Saturday was the 79th birthday of my trainer, my maestro, uh, the man who helped me get to do what I love in life, uh, Johnny Rods. Uh, I could give you a million Johnny Rods stories right now, but every last one of them has him cursing me out since the age of 14. Uh, even when he's being nice, he curses me out. So, um, well, in, in just, his defense, you probably did deserve it. Oh, of course I did every time, every, every time. fucking time. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Johnny, uh, Johnny, of course, is one of the baddest men to ever walk this planet. He was Vince Sr.'s hired gun. Uh, in his office, there's still the autograph right there that I've seen since I was a kid to my top gun, Johnny Rods. Love Vince McMahon, and it's Vince McMahon Sr., it's Vince McMahon's father. Uh, this man has been wrestling in – he wrestled in Madison Square Garden. His first card was 1967 at the age of 20 years old. And his last match in the garden, I want to say, is like 1988. Uh, he had a big run and helped bring up such guys as Roddy Piper, uh, Rocco Rock of the Public Enemy, Taz, Tommy Dreamer, the Dudley Boys, Matt Stryker. Uh, Angel of the Baldies, Prince Nana. I mean, there's a whole list of guys who's Johnny's trained or had a hand in training that are some of the best hands in this business, and it stands to this day. Johnny, I love you to death. Thank you for everything you've done. You are my maestro, my teacher. You're like a father to me. This isn't Canadian Club Whiskey, but still, cheers. I love you so much. So for our bonus footage tonight, we're going to watch some Johnny Rods wrestling. Cheers. Tears. From the yeah, spectrum. Here we are. In Philadelphia. Well, I'm in definitely on the spectrum. Philadelphia. Yes. Pennsylvania. And here comes. Okay, who's he wrestling right here? Is that uh, Mac Rivera? Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. And then the re- the referee in the ring is Dick Horley. 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 Here comes oh, wow. Johnny These- Rods. This and you notice, do you see that jacket, James? You know what that is? Yes. That's the lion. That is the original New Japan Pro Wrestling runner. Oh. That was given to Johnny after he won the WWF Junior Heavyweight title from Tiger Mask. Oh, my and, God. I love his jacket. Look at that. Oh, yeah. Oh. This is and this is after Johnny Rogers was doing the Java Rook thing in the seventies in the uh, in the Olympia uh, Olympic uh, in uh, In the Olympic Auditorium, yeah. Which you know, sorry, I just got to say that because that was was because because Roddy in his book uh, definitely put a lot of stuff in talking about how Johnny Rods helped him become a better, not just a better wrestler, but a better person. And yeah, Johnny helped out. 
Jotty helped out Piper a lot. Jotty was beloved. That's why he's a member of the WWE Hall of Fame. Jotty's, uh, he was actually in the first class. The very first inductee was Andre the Giant, but the first Hall of Fame class included uh, Johnny Rods, Jimmy Snuka, uh, some of the biggest names in this business. As we see, Mac Rivera, that cheating son of a bitch, he automatically jumps Johnny from the beginning. He's going to send Johnny into the corner. Ooh, look at that sell. I love Johnny yes. selling. And how can we not appreciate Johnny's yellow and black striped trunks? Uh, now, this was before the killer bees. So this is before B by Brian Blair. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Johnny used to wear some of the hottest shit ever. You should see like some of the jackets he used to have made. He used to have these like five, six hundred dollar jackets made all the time. Oh, uh, his his Java root gear is amazing. Seeing all the pictures of that in, in the. Oh, yeah. But it's just, those were things where that was that was hot fire. Oh, yeah, it was. I mean, that's that, that remembers quality. Yeah, everybody remembers Johnny as a mechanic, but there were times when they really started pushing Johnny, too. And I believe this is one of those times, and you'll hear this crowd fire up right when Johnny starts to come back on Mike Rivera, but Johnny's trying to take care of Mac and put him over here. So Johnny's letting Mac get some stuff in here. Here we go. Yeah, that's actually actually a good good crowd thing for Philadelphia, which means, you know. The, uh, he the, had their respect. Yeah. He had their respect. They love Jotty in Philly. New York and Philly, they love Jotty. Philly was always a heel town, so but still, you know, Johnny, they love Johnny. He could do things that not a lot of guys could do at that time. Always jacked to the gills. Johnny had I actually still have the paper somewhere of Johnny's workout routine. And uh it was a workout he did every day that included five hundred pound bench press. Uh, close to 700-pound fucking shoulder shrugs and fucking <laughs> squats. Um, he was doing 1,000-pound left uh, leg presses like they yeah. were nothing. Yeah, Johnny was Johnny was no joke. Background, he had his third Dan in judo. Of course, he was one of the guys who uh, had gotch training. And here comes Johnny. Boom, look at that drop kick. Yeah. <laughs> that one-footed drop kick. Uh, you know, there's no, there's no other good wrestlers that do that drop kick. <laughs> Yeah, other than Done. all the gotch guys. <laughs> yes. Well, Johnny, you know, Johnny grew up a big martial arts fan. Um, here we go. Run up, jump straight to that second rope. Yeah, then that's not a that's not a very, you know, structural sound rope too. So he just did No, that that's nothing. that's real rope. That is real rope. Just like what's in the boxing rings. That's real rope. That's not the steel cable like they use, and you can see it actually bounce when he comes off with it. Oh, yeah. See, and that's what I loved about Johnny. It was no wasted motion. It wasn't super-duper high-flying. It would just come off the second with a fucking punch and get you. The Brett, the Brett rope. <laughs> now, there's one thing Johnny was never good at, which were leg drops, and I'm just going to be honest. I never liked Johnny's leg drops, and you're about to see why. That's the only thing, Johnny. He couldn't do. He couldn't fall on that ass. I don't want to laugh because I know that every single one of the people in, in Johnny's gym would come at me. No, they all know that. We all know that Johnny's – that was the only thing Johnny could, could back. I, I still think it was awesome the I one night. Everything I, else. He had a great – hell of a shooter. Yeah. 
I thought that was the one cool thing when we spent the night at the Walker at the Walker house. I call it. And it's the, uh, yeah. the, the ring, you could feel the ring being there. You could feel everything was there. Oh, I knew it already. I knew it as <laughs> soon as I got there. There we go. Look at that. Johnny, you see Johnny wasn't a tall guy. Johnny's maybe five, nine, five, ten, but he was benching not 500 with all the rest of them. <clears throat> that's why if you notice, you know, Johnny's got the Puerto Rico stomach, but that's, you know, at this point, Johnny's probably, when this match happened, I want to say Johnny's 40 at this time, 42 maybe, because this is Spectrum. I want to say this is like 83, 84. So, yeah, he'd be like 42, 43 years old, and he's still moving like that. There we go. Stop, yeah, fake it, boom, right. catch that punch. Look at that. Notice, Jeff, the elbow didn't come out when he threw that punch. It's it's a different style, and I kind of wish some people would do that type of stuff anymore because, I mean – I I have a problem when everybody does high flying moves. I miss the the old days where not every match had to be super high flying athletic competition. Oh, absolutely. You know? Here we go. Here comes Johnny. Oh. Loading him up with those jabs. I, and and I miss that type of selling too where where the yeah. where you drop to one knee. What's you know, you don't have to always take a flat back every time. No, absolutely not. I love that. Johnny with that fucking... I still do that from time to time. They'll jump yeah. up to the second just to bring the fucking stomp down. Look at that. Look how... Fu- oh. At 42, he's still that fucking graceful. At 42 years old. He's nimble, he's nimble like a like a lion. <laughs> hey, where do you think I got it from? <laughs> the thing a lot of people don't understand is Johnny's a fucking bad motherfucker. He really is still to this day. He has one fucking good arm and he'll fuck everyone up. Literally still. Like I've seen the toughest of the toughest in this business pay him respect and talk about how Johnny was a bad motherfucker. I, I, so I that, still take what, what Dusty said about about him on the WWE Network when they were doing that roundtable. Oh, you yeah. Know? I mean that, and that wasn't just you know nobody. That was Dusty fucking. And, and Dusty and, and Dusty and, and and Dusty only came in to work uh, Billy Graham at that time when Johnny was there. That's the only time they really crossed paths. Was when Dusty came in to work with Billy Graham when uh, when when Florida and New York had a working agreement. Yeah. So yeah, that's I'm just, I'm just some of that. I mean. Look at those old rope pads. Oh, my God. I hate yeah. to call it short, but I'm going to have to jet. All right. Well, Jeff, thank you for coming Jeff, on thank here. thank you again. so much for seeing us tonight. It. Yeah. No, it's so much fun. Hey, anytime you all need me to come back, y'all let me know. I'd be happy to be back. Well, absolutely. Definitely. I'll give you a call. Especially I'll give you a little bit. Yeah, all especially right. when we start doing the pride, we got to bring you back because I'm also a huge pride fan. I've got like, uh, I think I've got nine of the 14 pride Bushidos on, uh, yes. on DVD. That's awesome. It is. I found them. They're great. Y'all be good. Have a good one. All right. Thank you, Jeff. Yep. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Here we go. There's that chin lock. There we go. There's that side headlock. And you can see Max fucking blown up. He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I am I am supposed to be younger than him. Well, I yes. Just- Why hey, is look, my dad hasn't- beating the shit out of me? Have you noticed Johnny hasn't even broken a sweat? No. He hasn't even broken a sweat in this one yet. And how long are we into this already? Like maybe six minutes? Uh, nine, sir. Nine. Yeah. 
All right. Now I know we can get away with 30 seconds. Watch this. Okay, so here's the first one. And I'll tell you here in a second. Here we go. Go ahead, turn the volume up. There it is, that jumping back elbow. Can you hear that crowd pop? <laughs> and once again, we hear it. That is Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Exactly. Philadelphia, one of the toughest known for the, over in. known for their tolerance. Yeah. <laughs> so there he is, my maestro, my sifu, my coach. I love him to death, Johnny. Happy birthday! I wanted to air that as a tribute to you, guys. If you can go out of your way to check out some Johnny Rods when you can. So, uh, James, I guess we'll find out what hodgepodge of shows we have from Pancrase next week. <laughs> exactly. I'm kind of like shocked that they, I mean, hopefully, you know, the UFC doesn't get angry at us for showing those, but, um, I, I did, I did uh, do a little out, you know, talk about this on the podcast, but Listen, I did actually do a formal request. We might get away with it because of fight Island. Okay. Exactly. I, and 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 to this, Dana White, if you are listening, which I highly doubt you are, but if you do he- see this and you do hear this, if you need somebody to do pancreas commentary, we'll be more than happy to stay up till like freaking four o'clock in the damn morning to do that. Yeah. Trust me, I will, I will do, do that commentary. I, I will do Fight Island commentary if you need like the freaking three o'clock in the morning freaking uh, commentary of all these idiots doing stupid stuff on the island when they're going to be freaking getting drunk because it's going to be like the ultimate fighter again. I don't care. I will do it. It's going to be Enter the Dragon. If you want to know what's going on on Fight Island, just watch Enter the Dragon. So they're going to need to like uh, GPS chip them and just know when they actually like start getting close to each other and then like pop it up like, oh, we got to fight. Yes, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what's going starts. All right, James. So why don't you go ahead and take it home, sir? Well, everybody, thank you so much for watching. Um, please like this on Facebook. Uh, we'll have this on YouTube uh, shortly. Hopefully everything works out well, and I don't have to do a bunch of edits on YouTube because, you know, they're jerks. Um, but for EA, I am JL. Thank you, Rat Salad Review. Thank you, Wayne Noon, for having us and letting us do this on your uh, podcasting network. He will be and our special ev- guest next week. Oh, he will be our special guest. Even yes, better. <laughs> We're bringing the boss back. We're bringing the boss back. The boss is going to be in. Awesome. Well, yes. everybody, please come watch that. Um, we'll have that out there ne- hopefully next week. Uh, we might actually do a special recording of that a little early uh, if we need to. Yes, we're looking or we might be looking for a Thursday night uh, doing that, doing this live and off the cuff. But um, we will get that set up and we'll let everybody know on our Facebook page. So please go to Beyond Bushido Facebook page and like us. And that's where we're going to do most of our updates, because unfortunately, someone is really bad on the Twitter. So yeah, I really am, aren't I? <laughs> yes, you are. That. You're well, very bad for Johnny, for Hulk Hogan, for EA and James. Thank you for tuning in this week, brother.